You are listening to Fast Track Podcast, the place to be to fast track your personal finance or fast track your business or both through a series of conversations with those who have learned it, done it, and made it. Thomas was born and raised in Zurich, Switzerland. After having completed four years of apprenticeship and worked two years as a full-time employee at UBS, he quit his job and became a full-time entrepreneur in 2018. In two years' time, he has dedicated fully to growing his business and his personal wealth. At age of only 24, he is now running an e-commerce store for trading cards and the largest personal finance YouTube channel in Switzerland. In this episode, let's hear about what's his secret in growing his business so fast and his money philosophy. Hello, Thomas. So, Welcome uh, to the Fast Track podcast. Thank you very much. And today we are going to talk about personal finance, money, and also, of course, your personal journey. And I know that you, you did work at UBS. And like from age 16 to 22, what did you do there? So, um, yeah, thank you very much for inviting me here. My name is Thomas uh, Brandon Kovac. So, uh, yeah, I worked at UBS from 16 to 20. I did the apprenticeship at first. So it's four years here in Switzerland. And afterwards, um, I still worked there almost three years. Um, and I was 22. And um, I worked there as database administrator. So I worked a lot with SAP products um, and had a lot to do with internal customers. So I was like not uh, speaking with different customers, but it was like internal customers. I helped uh, getting databases up for applications and also supported them. And yeah, that's, that's how I started my uh, career at first. But um, yeah, during like during or especially after the apprenticeship, I noticed it's not so much my thing. And I always had other projects, ideas. Um, and that's why I stopped working there in 2018 and followed like my own projects, like personal finance blog, the personal YouTube channel, uh, or Coyote, it's called, and it's in German. And also like my other project, which is an um, online e-commerce store for Pokemon and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh trading cards. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to ask you about that later. And you talk about personal finance. You are working mm -hmm. the IT sector, like IT department in UBS. But how come you started to venture into this personal finance topic? So back then it started somehow um, that I read a lot of blogs, uh, especially in German, right? Because like uh, I'm from the Swiss German par part, so I speak Swiss German and German. And I read a lot of blogs which um, go uh, into the topic dividends, uh, stock investing, and also long-term investing with uh, index funds. And I started to like um, like that quite a lot to uh, like build long-term a passive income. So not like you do something and after a few months you you get rich quick, right? But it's like something over decades where you build your wealth. And there I stumbled upon like the financial independence and. Also then financial independence, retire early, the FIRE um, community, um, which I must say it started like that. But nowadays I'm not so much into FIRE anymore um, because the main reason is simply in FIRE, you set a certain amount of money and after that you can do what you like. But I do believe you don't need a certain amount of money to do what you like. 
yeah so what do you believe in um i i actually do believe that you can um like you if if you like something and you have passion for something you can do this for a living if you go or if you are smart about it i don't like especially nowadays with the whole internet uh, with podcasts youtube with everything with like i mean if you're if you're um, a diligent person you can launch an online e-commerce store within a few days or weeks right it's just like you need to work on it you need to have the discipline to make it long term and like not uh, stop it after three or five or six months right yeah talking about the e-commerce so when you were 16 years old you started your card trading e-commerce business what is it about why did you start this um so with trading cards it was always like my kind of passion and my hobby so i started it when i was like four or something so 20 years ago basically because now i'm 24 and for me it was always a hobby i collected the cards i played with the cards but um i really early noticed that you can also earn money with the cards because people are willing to pay certain prices for certain cards or certain like trading card game products. And um, back then when I was a teenager, I already started like selling on tournaments. There was always like weekly tournaments on weekends, started selling there, earning some um, pocket money for myself back then. Um, but then when I started the apprenticeship, I tried to do more things online. So then I went through Ricardo here in Switzerland. It's something similar like eBay. And uh, that's where it actually started on Ricardo, the, this e-commerce journey. And nowadays it's a, it's a real online store with its own web address and um, where we sell Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh trading cards, other trading cards, signal cards, new products, uh, booster packs, everything. So it started out of a hobby basically. And um, yeah, now I'm surrounded basically daily with... Uh, trading cards ah interesting so i think as a young thomas would never thought about you would start a business with something that is your hobby yeah i mean it's like kind of strange um to think about it like that because i was always thinking or like for me like the concept of work was something i i really didn't understand till i got out of like school right and then started my apprenticeship and even there, it was hard for me to understand because like the first year in the apprenticeship in IT, you usually just do learning. You have like modular um, um, lessons and you don't actually work that much. So um, the concept of work, what, like I was introduced uh, with it when I was like 17 or so like real work, you know, and I somehow like in the apprenticeship, it was fine. But during like the like the real job, I, I started didn't liking it and there were a lot of issues I had with it with the work itself I didn't like it I mean the people were really nice and everything but it was like the stuff I did on a daily basis the daily business which I didn't like and it, it wasn't wasn't a match nowadays it's like um, I can just do what I want with my hobbies and I earn money from my hobbies so it doesn't actually feel like work even even if I do it professionally and and earn money with it right so it's kind of kind of strange just uh, living life and doing what you like and getting paid for it <laughs> that is like yeah. a dream for many people <laughs> yeah I, I think so but there are not only the good sides there are also downsides I think because sometimes you don't want to do like like for example if you 
play soccer for um for just for fun right you can just say okay i don't want to play next week soccer but if you're like a pro and you're playing it for a living you still need to go to training even if you don't want to at the moment and it's kind of this thing right so um there is some moments where you don't want to do actually anything but you still have to because now it's your uh your job and not only your uh, hobby right so this is i think the trade-off but i'm fine with it i'm fine yeah, with it yeah and uh, you mentioned that you have like also social media presence and you have mm -hmm. so many followers like the biggest one in switzerland the personal um, personal finance in the personal finance community, uh, especially as personal brand, not like a platform, right? Mm -hmm. um, where I'm just writing about my journey, about my personal finance, where I invest, what I do believe uh, is an interesting investment. I'm, as far as I know, in the uh, a German part of Switzerland, I'm the biggest at the moment, uh, especially on YouTube with um, almost like more than 15,000 subscribers, which is in Switzerland actually especially for this kind of niche person finds quite huge right yeah so um, uh, i don't believe you will find any swiss uh, um, uh, youtube channel uh, in this uh, niche where it has like uh, the same amount or more uh, subscribers or viewers and even on instagram and on my blog um, as far as i know i'm not the only one but i'm probably at the moment um, the largest and when did you started it uh, 2016, actually, I started with the blog uh, on the 1st of September. Um, it was just like, uh, I think it was like a, a month after I, uh, because I was two weeks in military, because military service here in Switzerland is like, um, you have to go basically. And, but I left after two weeks because it wasn't a fit. So I had some health issues and then I left basically. And after this, um, uh, like after I left the military service, for me, it was like, the best day because I knew now what is freedom. So basically not going to the military for me at least. And then after that, I don't know why, but I, I just started like this blog. I wanted to document the journey I'm going on, uh, the financial journey, like how I invest and what mistake I will do. And then I wanted to write it down on a blog. Um, soon after that, a few, like a half a year or so after the blog, I started the YouTube channel and then all the other social media stuff. And then when I, um, 2017 uh, when I moved out from my parents home after my apprenticeship so I half a year after apprenticeship I moved out I, I really started to take like this hobby or this those project uh, more serious and then I, I put more time and effort into the blog the YouTube channel and also onto the um, e-commerce uh, uh, store which was or is still growing till today and when you said you, uh, you quit your apprenticeship or you quit your, is no no the job? apprenticeship I did yeah. Uh, the apprenticeship is four years. I, mm -hmm. I finished that like with a pretty good grade, but like nowadays it doesn't matter anymore. Um, but then I worked two and a half years at UBS, like as a full-time employee and earned normal uh, money. So my salary was back then 72,000 per year. And um, yeah, and after two and a half years, then I uh, quit basically because I wanted to pursue my own projects and uh, be self-employed, be my own boss and do or work on my projects. And at that moment, how did you get the courage to quit your job, but not knowing what's coming to you, or you already have something planned out? You you have certain kind of confidence what you can achieve. 
So basically, um, I mean, I had like a nest egg saved up, right? I always had like a, a good, like I already invested into stock into the stock market. I saved already money. I budgeted everything. So when I resigned, I basically had over 100,000 Swiss francs in the bank, like basically in investments. Some of it was cash. Some of it was in other investments. And um, I already had like proof of concept of my projects, right? So the the, the e-commerce business, which started on Ricardo, already made revenue, which made also which meant also profits already, and also the blog and YouTube channel uh, through AdSense, I already earned money through this also, and uh, it was then only a thing like okay, when I resign, then I have like almost 50 hours more per week because like with also traveling uh, back home and to the office and everything, I saved like 50 hours per week, which is 200 hours per month, and I mean, back then I earned maybe like a few hundred francs per month additionally in profits, right? And my calculation was, okay, if I have 200 hours per month more to put into my projects, it should work out, right? I mean, you never know, but it should work out. And that's why I then back then decided, okay, I have to do this now because um, when not now, when then? And then I gave myself like a three-year um like deadline so basically till i'm 25 so i'm not 25 yet so it's two years ago when i did this decision and um i assume like from like in retrospective was one of my best decisions in my life financially other aspects like um health wise or even like um mental health especially uh or like uh, almost every aspect it it changed like to the to the better because now i can do what i like and um, the thing is, I even earn more than I did before, which is also ridiculous. And so uh, for me, it was a win-win. But I don't think like it will work for everyone out that quickly and that good like it worked out for me. And what do you think are the factors help you to work it out faster than you expected? What did you do? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. So, but there, I mean, there's obviously timing which needs to be right. There is probably portion of luck and all those things which you don't have like um, control over it but I mean there are things you have control over it which is like working 80 hours to 100 hours especially in the beginning I, I, I worked like for a few months 100 hours per week which is ridiculous but uh, I do believe it, it was needed nowadays I don't do that anymore nowadays like the usual work week is like 60 maybe 70 hours at max i don't even want to do 80 hours it's too much even if it's your hobby and you like it and i do believe the sweet spot is probably for me between 50 to 60 hours which i'd like to to be which i'm still a bit um over this uh, sweet spot so i need to um go a bit back down work a bit less probably and um, this is probably one of the per because a lot of people I do believe don't want to work that much and they want to like for example um, during the the pandemic right everyone needs needed to be staying at home during two months like I told myself okay now okay now I I don't go out I don't meet with friends I don't do anything basically like outside of my home so what I did back then I used this time to like uh, push my business like totally had so I basically worked during the pandemic more than three, three and a half months I think 70 to 80 hours per week made daily streams daily uh, YouTube videos daily content and also worked uh, diligently on the online uh, store um, made purchases for the store uh, placed Facebook ads for the store for the e-commerce store and everything 
And I mean, I think those phases of every business or like every person that wants to be self-employed, it needs, but not like forever eight years. Like it's just maybe once a year, a month where you really double down and then, um, or maybe once every twice a year, a few months where you really double down and then you can reap the fruits already after a few months or after a year. And I do believe this is one of the big uh, portions that is needed. And you need to basically work also like uh, efficiently. So um, what I notice a lot is that, um, for example, working eight hours doesn't mean anything. The, the, the variable is how efficient you are or how efficient you are, are in these eight hours, how many or how much work can you get done? So basically there is someone that, let's say uh, he, he works eight hours and he produces one, like one X. And there's another person working the same eight hours producing three X and someone else five X. So basically the person with five X does something in eight hours where the first person needs 40 hours, right? So, and 40 hours is a normal work week here in Switzerland and eight hours is one normal work day. And that's like the, also the thing, um, that needs to be put into consideration. So basically if I work 80 hours, if I want to do that and I'm double the efficiency than someone else, then I'm basically doing something in one week what the other person would do in a whole month, right? Yeah. And that's the, the, the approach I always look into those kind of things, which I didn't do when I was employed because I didn't have the understanding of this kind of view. Yeah, exactly. And now, did you assign certain tasks to other people or how did you achieve high productivity? So, I mean, most, also most of the high productivity I achieve by myself. So basically I batch my work, for example, just a simple example. Um, most of the people, if they would approach like creating a video, they make video one by one by one. So they capture like all the the video uh, they, they need, then they cut the video, then they create a thumbnail, then they maybe do something else with for the video and then they go to the next video. So for example, but every time you switch like the task from like um, recording a video to cut like cutting or editing the video, you, you lose the, the focus, right? You, you have like 15 minutes till you're in again and you're efficient again. What I do is I, I record maybe three or four videos at once, then I um, edit all three or four videos and then I do all the thumbnails like batch-wise. Sometimes I even um, um, just record videos for two days and then I um, edit like eight videos at once, right? And then you're more efficient because you always save like per, per video, you, you, you would have like three to four times where you need to switch the task and then you lose focus. And if you do eight videos, you lose like, um, I don't know, more than 20 times your focus. And with, with this kind of approach, you basically lose maybe four times the focus, right? Because you're basically then three, four, five, six hours just editing the videos and then three, four, five, six hours just recording videos, yeah. right? And you're still in the flow. And that's how I approached the efficiency. And then after that, I um, started to, I don't outsource much, but I do outsource certain things like accounting, um like uh, my podcast editing i do outsource or even um stuff like um tax or seo i sometimes do outsource. so there are things i outsource but but not much because i'm already that uh, efficient actually and um i also want to still keep my business at the moment really lean because you don't know what's going to happen in the next few months or 
or years during like the whole situation with the um yeah with the corona or with covid right yeah exactly and i'm pre pretty impressed by your typical working week because that is much more than having like a normal job right yeah and this is just like um this is just like the the, the personal finance and block right so we we didn't start about like the online shop so we didn't even do that now so there i also have other stuff uh, to do which is mainly like especially searching for products um, to buy actually negotiate prices and um, buy in larger quantity like for example this year um we bought in on average between 20 to 30000 swiss francs products per month so um, every month we bought for between 20 to 30k in products but those products need to be found and uh, you need to have suppliers and sometimes especially if you went, want to have older products or special products which are not produced anymore because they are 10 years old 15 or 20 years old like vintage cards it's not that easy you cannot go to wholesale and say hey i want to buy pokemon base set booster first edition uh, booster boxes this won't work you need to then go to like other sites or like connections which you build up through the years and try to um get a deal there and then buy it from them make sure it's uh, a real uh, a real product and not uh, like a counterfeit product and everything so those kind of things also come into a work week what i usually do is um um either i do a mix or i split like the whole week now this week i just work on my uh, online e-commerce store and the next week i just only work on the personal finance uh, uh, business and um yeah that's how i actually do it so that's what i mean like um for me, like actually a normal working week is 60 to 70 hours at the moment, but I, I like what I do. So I don't, um, yeah. don't think it's a bad thing, but I still would like to go to 50 to 60. I think this is a sweet spot. Yeah. And if you think about it, you are actually doing multiple jobs and then still you are working less than like a 40 hour week plus two jobs or three jobs. You still, you do like 60, 70 for basically three to five times more efficient. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's the, that's the thing, right? Because if you start to get more efficient, um, usually most of the people then ask you like, how can you earn that much money? Right. For example, if you earn a lot of money, but the thing is, it's, it's all about the efficiency, like how much you can get done by yourself in a certain amount of time. And you can even leverage that if you outsource stuff. Right. So at the moment you could say, okay, I'm basically at my almost like, let's say my efficiency level is 90% already. Right? I cannot get more efficient because like you're not a robot, right? Um, then the next thing would be because you're not perfect, you cannot reach 100%, you need to outsource stuff. But um, there is then at some point a question, do you even want to be more efficient? Do you want to earn? Because in the end, if you are more efficient, what happens? You earn more money. But the question is then, do you want to earn more money? Because then you start to do different tasks and then you're not into the operative business anymore. And then you're just like, you're having all the people under you and you basically just need to coordinate and you are not in the real business anymore so do you actually want that and for me i decided at the moment i don't really want that that's why i keep a lot of stuff which i do still at me because i like doing it um but which is then also the bottleneck in the end right for my efficiency because i'm just a human being yeah yeah uh, but sometime down the road maybe you do something you know differently with your business right you're still you still have so much time <laughs> so yeah yeah i mean i i believe so but like i i do believe i'm i'm still too young and i want to 
still do a lot of operative stuff and like for me if like let's like just for if we take some numbers even like i'd rather still do what i do at the moment right still do the same process the same uh daily work daily business i do um then uh, i would change a lot um and earn like 100,000 per month more it's not worth it for me like or even 200 it's just not worth because i just like what i do and then i earn so much enough that it's 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 fine and i can finance like all my businesses because there's enough cash flow and everything i mean it would be nice to have more income and hopefully it grows over time but um I don't really need to like uh, grow that fast because if I grow that fast, then I start or need to start to change my process and I would be starting to delegate more, which at the moment I don't really want. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the future, maybe in a few years, I want to start delegate more because I got more experience. But at the moment, I want to be active in the daily uh, business instead of delegating a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you find a balance between what you enjoy doing and what is the like revenue for you right now exactly yeah. so there's like basically for the moment uh, a sweet spot i reached and i only want to earn more if it's like uh, fitting with my process i'm already uh, doing or not changing too much of my process obviously i do know during the years if you get more experience i probably will start to delegate more but i do believe in the next five years, I can still do it in five years or in four. It doesn't matter if I do it now or in three or four or five years. And I do believe um, uh, the patience is, or especially in this topic, is kind of good because then I can do what I like, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to touch on, on the personal finance side. Mm -hmm. What is your personal financial goal? Do you have one? Um, I mean, I, I do have a lot of goals and... I mean, it depends, right? Like, like for example, back then when I was still employed, like my my first financial goal was like reaching by 31 uh, million um, Swiss francs in net worth. So with all the investment, like net worth, right? And if I reach that, then I, I'm basically financially independent because of like the 4% rule, uh, which is known. So basically if you have 1 million fully invested, diversified, you can take out 4% per year forever, right? Which is 40,000. I would then be financially independent, then I can do what I'd like, right? But this changed after I started working on my project because I noticed I can already do what I like with less than 1 million and it still works out. And paradoxically, which is probably maybe also portion of luck, um i'm really near to one million i'm currently at almost seven hundred fifty thousand already swiss francs and net worth so basically quarter million is missing so um i managed to in the past two years basically uh, build my network from one hundred forty thousand to almost seven hundred fifty thousand well, in which two is, years yes in two years which is not normally possible if you're normally employed right exactly yeah. you need to be self-employed either or um basically uh, be an entrepreneur and uh, that so that your working hours are not your leverage so basically i don't like i have basically no instance where i get paid per hour there are some um there are some um like exceptions for example if if a company wants to um book me for speaking then i'm basically trading hours for money right because like they book me for one hour webinar or a speaking or whatever 
and then I charge them a certain amount, right? But usually I, I don't do this kind of relationship. So I never want to get paid per hour. Um, so, I mean, when you start doing that and it works quite out well, you can then earn basically almost an unlimited amount with like, with like this kind of concept, especially in social media, like the, um, how you call it, the multiplier is then not your working hours. It's basically how many people you reach in your certain demographic, right? So, um, for example, if you reach a thousand people and then after five years, you reach uh, a million people, the probability that you um, earn thousand times amount than before is really high, which is ridiculous. So for example, if you earned, um, when you reach thousand people and you earn per month, let's say 50 bucks, right? And now you, you reach a million people, then you would probably earn 50,000 or even more right in the same time period because yeah, you reach same input, thousand times before yeah. yes and so the the uh, scale effect or like the the multiplier is the audience or the reach you have and not your working hour which in the normal employment it's your working hour because you can do overtime you can pay it out or you can take time off but uh, for me this is not like a a good way to to like leverage your time right because you're basically bottlenecked already yeah, you'd rather have a bigger bottleneck. Like example for me, the biggest bottleneck is only, I think 200 million people on the planet can understand me in German. That's my bottleneck, <laughs> yes. right? But you know, this bottleneck, I will never reach that. I will never, never, never ever reach that because no, like those 200 million people, most of it, they, they don't like finances. They, they, they are not interested in it, right? But still, this is like the biggest bottleneck I could get. If I would do it in English, would be even bigger i don't know how many billion people um do speak uh, english but a lot a lot more than german right but that's the thing well it's interesting it's you're very strategic about how you run your business how you use your own time and did you learn it from someone did you get a mentor did you read it somewhere or where did you get all this um, um like, thought process so so i was like I was always trying to be efficient um, with with a lot of things, especially it came through uh, gaming. Like I, I play, I still play a lot of World of Warcraft, and I started 13 years ago with World of Warcraft, and also all the browser games and everything. And always noticed what I would do is play the play like the um, how you call it the, the in-game currency, right? So for World of Warcraft, Warcraft is gold. Um, there was a browser game Neo. Neopets, which was Neopoints, or Hobo, which it was um, coins. And I always wanted to basically get in the game rich to buy like the stuff I'd like in the game, right? Or at, at least buy the mounts in World of Warcraft, which I liked. And I always tried to do it efficient. And I searched a way, like how many gold per hour can I get when I do X, Y? How many gold per hour can I do when I do X, Y? And mostly, and you always come to one point in every game, Usually it's not actually, it's kind of funny. It's not actually playing the game to earn money or gold. It's basically to be, um, um, how you call it, a merchant. You buy stuff low, you sell it high. You buy stuff low, you sell it high. You buy stuff low, you sell it high, right? And basically, on, and that's the, the kind of interesting thing which a lot of people don't understand is you can get attention, which is what I'm buying for free, on social media, you get it for free. You basically put in time, okay, you trade in your time, but you get it for free, no monetary value. 
and you sell it for a certain price to a certain company if you do a sponsorship or whatever, or if you work with companies together. So you basically buy low and sell high. And since you're basically buying at zero cost, usually, or at a low cost, um, but the attention is much more worth, you can really um, leverage that, right? Yeah, and also- the same principle. Yeah, and also with social media, there's a ripple effect. Like what um, I mean So is- you mean- so you mean like if you get traction, it grows even bigger and bigger or what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yes. Maybe not directly, maybe sometime later when you put something else on top of it, but the, the person has heard about it or heard about you Oh, before. yes, yes. Yeah. So the, the more you do and the longer you do it and the con- more consistent you do it, like at some point it's going f- uh, by itself, right? So in the beginning, it's really hard to get like the first subscribers, the first followers and first people to like your stuff or even comment your stuff. And at some point it's quite easy or it, it grows basically by itself if you're just doing content that is uh, fitting the audience you want to, to reach. And for me, it's always, I want to put out content which I like. So it's stuff about trading cards, stuff about personal finance, stock investing, maybe sometimes funny stuff, which has nothing to do with anything like that, just personal stuff. And um, that's what I do. And it, it, it works out. I mean, like if you, if you compare like the growth with like other lifestyle YouTubers or bloggers or whatever, it's, it's obviously not that high of a growth, but um, the thing is because the audience and personal finance is really quite like a really niche, but um, it's a niche where you can say like, for example, in la- on, la- on a lifestyle uh, Instagram, a lot of people that are following them um, are a certain demographic, right? certain age, maybe they're even underage, especially in gaming, right? So they have not a lot of financial potential or it will be in the future, right? So for the advertisers, like this kind of reach is is a lower quality, you could say, right? Because in the end, what an advertiser wants, they want to make at some point some profit or gain some traction, right? And But in, especially in the finance niche, you have an older audience, you have an audience which is full in the, their career, they're working full-time, working on their own businesses and what whatnot. And they have a discretional income. They want to invest at long-term. And for example, let's say buy stocks from Alphabet, uh, Microsoft, Amazon, or whatever, right? They want to do long-term investments. And then um, for me, example, I work with like the, the, the services I also used by myself. So for example, uh, we're here in Switzerland, the, the free A pillar, right? For... Um, um, also for investing, you can put that money, their money every year. And I work there with Zürcher uh, Kantonalbank, which is Zcopy, right? It's a good fit. I use their product, frankly. And also I can, because I use it, I'm really happy with it. I can recommend it to the people. They, hey, look, look into it. I, uh, I think it's a good thing. And then I do a review. I show it to them how it works and what are the benefits, what, are, what is not so good. And that's, that's how I work the stuff out. And, and it works really well, actually because you, you make a good fit because the customer is also happy because they were on the search for this kind of thing to um, build up long-term their wealth for their retirement, right? Especially the free A pillar here in Switzerland. And um, that's a good thing, right? And especially because I reach also younger people in my age, 20, 24, 25, it's, a, it's also good for like the other part, for example, the set copy, because they want also young people to long-term invest Right, because it's for both uh, both sides yeah. beneficial. And who it's who are your audiences? You mentioned the younger ones and professional ones. Is well, how do you most most yeah. most 
mostly between so 95% is uh, our men our men and 5% are women so it it's usually <laughs> usually like that in the in the personal finance especially if if a guy is talking on video um, and uh, most of them are i think between 24 and 39 so most of them are basically in their career, in their best time ever right and I have also um, people that are older, right? So two thirds of it are between 24 and 39. And the rest is mostly like um, between 49 and um, 46. So I also have all the older um, uh, audience, but most of them are basically my age or a bit older and just like are in the best time of their life basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also your YouTube channel is called Thomas Spark Coyote. So yeah, what, is your, what is your money philosophy? Um, so Spark Coyote means like savings uh, coyote, right? Um, it started like that because uh, saving is a big part, I do believe. Um, because if you earn 100,000 per month and if you spend 110,000 per month, you, you don't save anything, right? But you earn a lot. So um, earning a lot doesn't help because you also need to save uh, uh, money. But um, save money and earning not a lot also doesn't help because then you can only save a certain amount because you cannot live for free, at least not that I know usually, right? Um, so um, I do like to save, especially if I don't need to um, make compromises and, uh, and save on something which I really like, which I don't do. Um, but what, what like my uh, perspective is like, you should save or you should start saving hardcore, like really the extreme, because then you know what you really need. And then you get those things back, what you need, right? Because you noticed, okay, uh, I needed this in my life, but uh, I don't want to uh, save on that, right? And then after that, you know, what is your like perfect lifestyle for the moment? This could take two or three months. And then after that, uh, instead of focusing on only saving, because now you know what you need to live and how you like to live, right? Because you optimized it and you went to the extreme to know what you're missing in life when you're saving too much. Then you can start on focusing on um, if you want to increase your income through, if you're employed, you can do like uh, whatever trainings. There's a lot of things you can do. You can... Um, um, uh, go study further in your uh, in your job. You can do bachelor, master, whatever, right? And then you're starting to um, uh, gaining more income, but staying um, uh, with your lifestyle, which you like, right? And it's important to find out which lifestyle you like. And then also know that in the future, maybe you have kids, then your lifestyle may increase because you need a bigger um, apartment or whatever, or you need now a car because you have three kids and it's a hustle to go anywhere with three kids uh, in this age. So um, you need to keep this in mind and have, when you have a lifestyle inflation, keep it slow, right? So for example, if you get, um, let's say you earn 50,000 per month and then you get a pay raise. Now you're earning 55,000, uh, sorry, 55,000 per year. So 5,000 increase per year. Then you don't take like the 5,000 increases lifestyle uh, increase. So maybe you take half of it. So half of it you save 2,500. And the other half you can take to increase your lifestyle, which is about 200 francs per month, right? Something like that, um, I would uh, approach that you always also keep growing your savings uh, rate, but um, you don't need to save everything. You can always keep a bit to increase your lifestyle if you want, but you always have to save 
a bit more when you uh, get a pay raise, for example, or earn basically more. Uh-huh. And did you go through the process of letting go everything, just keep the essentials and realize what is Yes, I did you? that. Um, I did that especially, I mean, I did it multiple times, but um, last year in, in, in February 2019, um, during uh, like it's the shortest months, <laughs> but I, I did like a crazy thing where I then um, only lived for 1,300 francs in Switzerland, which is ridiculous. And there I even noticed, okay, there's a lot of stuff I'm actually missing, like for food or other things. And um, this is what, when I really noticed, okay, it like you can save as much as you like, but you should still keep your life, lifestyle, which you like. And for me, it's roundabout. If you don't take vacation into consideration, so all the cost except um, a vacation and taxes, obviously, is for me about 2000 francs privately here in Switzerland. At the moment, uh, I don't have any kids or so, but 2,000 francs. Everything less than that is for me, um, I, like it's not worth it because there is then stuff I'd like or something I'd like to eat and I don't want to save on that, right? So I think um, those extremes help people to find out what they really want and what they want, what they really want to spend their money on, right? Yeah. Because then they notice, okay, I'm missing that, but the other thing I'm don't missing and it's costing 50 francs per month but i'm not not missing it so i don't need to get it back into my life right yeah and people can be more conscious about what they spend mo- uh, spend money on maybe they spend on something not conscious about if it's needed mm-hmm. or not yeah i like this yeah. exercise <laughs> i yeah. wish i could have learned this like years ago <laughs> i mean it's, it helps quite a lot if if you do that you it takes maybe a month or two because you need to really know like you need to go really hardcore on it. And if people saying, yeah, let's go to this thing. And then say, no, 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 I don't go there. I, I need to save this month, right? <laughs> and then if you do that and you notice what you're missing, then you know, oh, maybe um, going for dinner once a week or whatever, this is something I really enjoy and I want to do. And then you do that. But maybe um, you have a gym membership and you go once per month there and then you are not having it anymore. And then, yeah, I don't miss that. I rather invest those hundred francs per month into one din- one or two dinners per month right so yeah. those are the kind of things i would i would certainly uh, do and recommend to everyone to try that out to go to these extremes to know what you actually want in life mm-hmm. and personally what is the one thing that you missed most when you are in this month um basically it was food it was food because um like I paired it with a challenge where I wanted to eat as one person only for 100 francs for the whole month, which would work out. Like how? Uh, how did you manage that? So you basically just eat like um, spaghetti for like, you know, like spaghetti, like just like the really simple, simple stuff. You don't eat anything special and um, only certain vegetables when they are like um, uh, put down 50% in Copa or Migros, right? So it's kind of hardcore. And there I noticed, okay, food is something. Um, since then, actually, um, I don't really look onto the price of food anymore, um, unless it's really unreasonable, high priced, obviously. But um, since then, I know, okay, food is something I really enjoy. So I just put into my uh, basket what I'd like to eat. And usually it works out. So it's not like that I'm paying 1,000 francs per month for food, but it's like, depending on the month, maybe it's like here 300, sometimes it's 400, 450, sometimes just 250, then again, 400. But I don't look onto it anymore because I know, okay, 
on average, I like to eat this and that and just eat that and buy that. Right. Yeah, yeah, and also it impacts how you feel every single day because you, if you eat well, yes, you feel good, right? Yeah, yeah, and even if you're like, um, you're happy to like. I mean, the thing is, I think food needs to also taste well. Like for me, just for me, it doesn't matter how other people think how it tastes, but for me, it needs to also taste well. And this is something um, I noticed for me, like during this extreme challenge, is like. Yeah, food for me is like an important, like especially the taste uh, is really important uh, uh, for me. Which before that, I already knew that too, but like in this extreme, I didn't see the contrast, right? And what do you think are the most common money mistakes either you have made in the past or you think many people are making it? Believing that you are going to die tomorrow. So the YOLO mentality, okay? Because I can tell you, if someone tells that in 10 years from now, if he did live the same, and then he starts getting having kids, maybe he will probably regret some of the decisions he did financially, okay? Because the person, like let's say Thomas in 10 years, 34 years old, is still Thomas. Still Thomas. Not the same Thomas like today, but it's the same Thomas in the end. And Thomas from 34 years doesn't need to be, oh man, why didn't I do this and that and, and this? Maybe I just had to put 10% away per month that would have been enough. But I want to be the Thomas that can say in 10 years, okay, hey Thomas, uh, you were 24, you did a great job. Thank you very much. Now I can, I have no money problems at all anymore. Thank you very much, right? So I, I always look at it in this way, even if I would die tomorrow, doesn't matter because I do what I like. So this is the other combination, right? Um, which is basically the perfect combination. But I do believe that this YOLO mentality is really um, destructive for your future self because statistically, you will at least live to, let's say, 40, 50 or even older if you're living, for example, in Switzerland, right? And if you're a healthy person. So, and that's, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes which a lot of people will regret because probably they, because people want to like um, compare themselves to other people's, right? And then they see maybe other people's, they did it right or not right or wrong is maybe the wrong word, but they did it differently. And then they see, oh, those people don't have any of the problems I have. But uh, in the end, um, it's because the other person 10 years ago did maybe put away 10% of their salary per month, right? Just 10%. Not even like loop, but like 10%. And that's like the, I think one of the biggest uh, mistakes people will do, um, especially uh, when they are younger, because a lot of people, yeah, you're young, you need to live your life, right? Yeah, man, you can live your life, but you can still put away 10%. It's no big deal. Yeah, I testify yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's no big deal. 10% and 10% is a lot over 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. And what do you think in Switzerland particularly? What is mm -hmm. the, do, what do you think is the one thing that most people spend money on, which they can either reduce or get rid of completely? I think food is quite expensive in Switzerland, especially going to the restaurants. So um, going every time for lunch every day, it's cost 20, 30 francs or even more, right? And dinner especially. I do believe a lot of people go really a lot um, outside week. I think it's okay if you can, like, let's say um, 
for me, example, um, I could go every day, every day, two times or three times in a restaurant and my budget wouldn't hurt at all. But the thing is, if I would do that, it won't be anything special anymore, which I don't like. I want to eat something special when I go to the restaurant, right? But uh, I think this is one of the things you could um, reduce, basically. And if you're reducing it, you probably, if you're going then the next time, maybe once a week instead of once every day, you would notice, hey, it's really a nice thing to go to the restaurant. You would like really appreciate it instead of just like, you know, you just go for eat, right? Yeah. So uh, I think this is one of the, the, the biggest uh, uh, expenses a lot of people have. And if they would reduce it, they would even get benefits of it because they would really appreciate it more. Yeah, it comes back to your challenge. I think it's many things people take it for granted. They mm -hmm. should go through certain process or yeah. appreciate the things that, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, like kind of extreme, you could try to live like a really ascetic life. I think it's a English word like that. You basically say, okay, for a week or a month, I just do nothing that in, is involved with more, if possible, obviously. There are some barriers maybe for your job, but like, and then you will see like really what you really, really need. And it's kind of, you, you, you only notice it once you're missing it. It's always like that in every aspect of your life. You're, you won't notice it unless you're missing it um, because it's, it's there, right? It's like um, you need to like most of the people, even I, I can, I, I'm not able to manage to notice a lot of those things unless I'm missing it, right? And if you know that about yourself, then you need to um, um, keep, a dis keep distance and try to do like a challenge or whatever, or try to, for example, um, sometimes I don't really like to, to work and I just would like to do something else, even if it's that what I like to do. But if I would then distance myself for a week and just don't do any work at all, I would notice, oh my God, I have such a good life. I have such a nice job. I can do whatever I like. And I would notice, oh shit, I, I'll have that every day, every single damn day. And then, oh, you notice it because you're missing it, what you're actually doing. But dur during the time you're doing it or during the daily business, you just don't notice it, right? Because it's always here. Yeah, yeah. The, the, back to the, the other thing is just do not take it for granted. Appreciate what yes, you have. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My Regardless last question. Of what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My last question is, what is your investment philosophy? Investment philosophy. So basically, um, I'm really uh, a long-term investor, regardless of what it is, my own businesses, um, stock market, um, uh, commodities, whatever. Like for me, it's a long-term game. So it's not like I trade and uh, do day trading or whatever. So I want to do long-term investments and I want to grow uh, my wealth long-term, not like overnight so that I'm basically uh, I am doing this and then after a week, you're already rich. No, it's like just long-term investing and um, basically only invest what you understand. Or if you really want to invest really um, in risky stuff, then just put that much money into it where you're fine with losing it completely. For example, Bitcoin, um, I put at max 1% of my net worth into Bitcoin or, or cryptos, right? So because, I mean, I'm not an expert on cryptos, right? But I'm fine if, if I lose 1% of my net worth through this asset class, I'm fine with it. It doesn't, doesn't kill me, doesn't hurt me, doesn't change my life. It hurts, but doesn't change my life, right? So this is the kind of approach I have. And especially um, don't put uh, all uh, eggs in one, into one basket, so I'm really a fan of diversification. So my portfolio, like my whole net worth is basically there are 
three main parts. One is like the stock market part. One third of my um, net worth is into the stock market invested through ETFs, like index funds, um, stocks, and whatsoever, right? One third is into my own businesses uh, invested at the moment. And one third is basically cash on, on, on different bank accounts. Um, but what I want to grow even more is like my own business part. And I want to leave like the uh, stock market investments down about one third of my network. Maybe in the future, there will be some real estate. But um, for me, it's like a long-term game. And I don't want to get rich over uh, a night and only invest into what I understand. Great. Thank you. And I feel like I still have 100 other questions to ask you. <laughs> You have you have talked about so many like valuable information and it's very mm -hmm. inspiring given that you're only 25 and you have realized your personal net worth to 700k from 100k in two years. I think you have mm -hmm. done a great job. So where can the audience find you if they want to learn more about you, they want to consume your content, mm -hmm. tell us the platforms. So uh, for everyone that's German speaking, hopefully. Um, so I have also a podcast, which is called Finanzrudel Podcast, and which is also everywhere on iTunes, um, Spotify, and co. Uh, also, I have obviously YouTube channel, uh, website, sparkoyote.net. So basically, if you Google me, Sparkoyote, you will find me everywhere. There is, I think there's no place which I'm not. Even, I'm even on TikTok. So I'm everywhere, basically. <laughs> That's why you work like 70, 80 hours per week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> thank okay. you very much for yeah. having me here yeah i will leave all the information in the show notes and i hope the audience will find some interesting content from your platform and uh, yeah thank you very much for coming here today and bye-bye i hope you enjoyed this episode of fast track podcast show me your support by liking this episode and sharing it with your friends join the facebook group at fast track podcast one or you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course, the homepage, FastTrack.life. See you in the next episode.